You're listening to Rama for Today Radio. Now notice this in connection with the glory of God. We see these words. Cloud, brightness, smoke, shine, white, bright, shone, and glistening. Well, I told you last night about the first time I saw that glory of the 16th day of August, 1933, 1.30 in the afternoon, which was a Thursday, when my heart stopped and I left my body. First of all, that whole room lit up with that light, brighter than the sun shining on snow. You know how it glistens. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the glory of God. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Turn to Acts the ninth chapter, the third verse. See, some folks said, well, you got all of that scripture in the Old Testament about the manifestation, but is there any, anything in the New Testament? Thank God there is. Acts 9.3, talking about Saul of Tarsus. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. Now Paul, in talking about that in Acts 22, 22nd chapter of the 6th verse and the 11th verse, giving his testimony, you see we read in that ninth chapter of Acts, Luke's account, as the Holy Ghost gave it to him. But when you get that eyewitness account, I mean when Paul gives his own testimony, he adds a little bit to it. He was there, you ought to know what happened. Notice Acts 22, verse 6. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me. Now what was that? 11th verse. And when I could not see for the glory, <laughs> there it is, when I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came into Damascus. Now turn to Romans, the sixth chapter and the fourth verse. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. That same glory that was manifested, we read all day, that, that raised him up. Even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. But what was that glory of the Father? Romans eight eleven said, but if the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead Paul, you see, in the same letter said he is raised up by the glory of the Father. Now he said, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make full of life your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. You see, that glory is a supernatural, the supernatural emanating from God. As in the Shekinah glory, manifested unto Israel and in the temple, in the pillar of cloud and in the Holy of Holies. And that same glory, thank God, a manifestation of the Father's power. Hallelujah. Another translation said, instead of saying he is raised up by the glory of the Father, Weymouth's translation said he is raised up by the Father's glorious power. Now come again to Revelation and we'll see even more. Revelation, the 15th chapter and the 8th verse. And the temple was filled with smoke from the burnt sacrifices. No, under the New Testament, there are no more burnt sacrifices. 
No more literal fire. Now notice, and the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. Sometimes that's what the glory of God looks like. It looks like smoke. I've seen it that way many a time. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from His power. And no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Revelation 21, 23. And the city had no need of the sun, near the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Woo! <laughs> Woo! I'll tell you, if we went home now, we'd be blessed. Can you say amen? amen? Now, here's a thought I want to bring to you for a moment. We, we read scripture here in the Old Testament about the manifestation of that glory. I want you to notice, and also scripture in the New Testament, that is in the Gospels and the ministry of Jesus, then in the Acts of the Apostles concerning the Apostle Paul, and then we got over to Revelation and read about the manifestation that will come in that city when we all be there, glory to God. But now wouldn't it be strange that the manifestation of that glory would not be available in this better age? I tell you, we ought to expect the same thing to happen now to happen then. Don't get excited when it does. Now notice this, in connection with the glory of God, we see these words, cloud, brightness, smoke, shine, white, bright, shone, and glistening. Well, I told you last night about the first time I saw that glory, the 16th day of August, 1933, 1.30 in the afternoon, which was a Thursday, when my heart stopped and I left my body. First of all, that whole room lit up with that light brighter than the sun shining on snow. You know how it glistens. And I left my body and went up into that glory. We read the scripture there where the psalmist said, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterwards receive me to glory. Hallelujah. And that's what, that's what Stephen saw. But I got up there about where the top of the house, the roof, not the ceiling, the roof. And, and, and my ascent stopped. And I heard these words, as I repeated last night, related last night. I heard these words. I didn't see anybody, for I was in that cloud. And I heard these words. In the English language, a man's voice, always believed it was Jesus, said, go back, go back. The third time he said, go back to the earth. You can't come yet. Your work on earth is not done. And I descended and came back down in the room. The cloud had lifted from the room. My mother was holding my hand in hers. And I said, Mama, I'm not going to die now. She thought, I meant I'm not going to die now this moment. I meant I'm not going to die now. I'm going to live and do the work of God. Then I related to that little country church when I first started my ministry. Actually, I started out there preaching. I was just 18 years old. And then I passed my 19th birthday. And, uh, and uh, in that little country church, I didn't even have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. But one night I was preaching and the, this, this come rolling in, just like, like waves of water, and yet it's clouds. And come rolling in, filled the whole house come right up and covered the pulpit, me. And I, I could hear the sound of my voice. I couldn't distinguish one single word it said. And so when it lifted, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know what I'd been saying. So I just simply said, let's bow our heads and gave the invitation. 
Asked them later, someone, Mr. R.O. Cox, you know, was anything different about that last 17 minutes? Well, he said, it didn't look like you. Your face just shone like an angel. Seemed like your clothes just glistened. And the words just come thundering out of your mouth. Well, that was a manifestation of God's power. Praise God. Then I was baptized with the Holy Ghost, spoke with other tongues. And uh, I, uh, I, I was pastoring my first real, real, we might say, full gospel church. This was just sort of community church. Everybody came. But uh, I had an experience along that line. I'll not really relate that again tonight. A couple experiences there. And uh, so I pastored that church about six months, and then we held some revivals. I, I was married there. My wife and I will celebrate our 48th wedding anniversary this coming November the 25th. Praise God. And so uh, then in June... In June of 1939, we accepted the pastor of a little full gospel church in the black land of north central Texas. And we were pastor there June, July, and August. And uh, about the first part of September, Ken was born about that time, uh, September the 3rd. But just prior to that, in McKinney, there was a revival sponsored by the first Baptist church, a Baptist evangelist by the name of B.B. Krim. Now, uh, I had heard Krim because I was born, as Brother Osteen said, born and bred and raised Baptist. And, uh, and I, I, when I was six years old, I remember he held a tent revival. He wouldn't preach anywhere except in the tent. He said, I'm not going to preach in no Baptist churches. They tried to tell you what to preach. Under the tent, preach what I want to. And so uh, he held a revival there when I was six years old. And he had an altar bench. I've heard him say many times, said the Baptist backslid that took the mourner's bench, altar. Methodists called it mourner's bench. Others called it altar bench. And he said the Baptist backslid when they took the altar bench out. He said, uh, somebody said, why, Krim, you graduated of Baylor University. Yeah, he said, I graduated from Baylor. Yeah, he said, I graduated from seminary. I even got my degrees. I got a special, special diploma in Greek. Oh, yeah, he said, they taught me that lie down there that you can't backslid, but said, I know better. I know better. My, 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 he said, I'll tell you one thing about it. He said, if I had a baseball bat, if I owned hell, I'd stand at the door of the baseball bat and wouldn't let you Baptist in. He said, somebody said, why? Why, he said, you stink. And somebody said, you stink? Yeah, I said, you stink. Run around with them old cigarettes in your mouth. He said, I was downtown the other day. I saw a little 16-year-old girl come down the street with a cigarette in her mouth. And I thought to myself, poor cigarette. Fire on one end, fool on the other. <laughs> now, don't go off and say I said that. I'm a quoting the Baptist evangelist, B.B. Graham. He's the one that said it. Why, he said, you old Baptist deacons are set up there in the amen corner and want to sing, bear me away on snow white angels' wings. Why, he said, a decent buzzard wouldn't have anything to do with you. <laughs> he said, somebody said, why, Graham, did you ever smoke? He said, I sure did, but said, I got saved, I quit. And if you ever get saved, you'll quit too. That's pretty good for Baptist preaching, isn't it? That'd be some charismatic preaching. Afraid they're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You know, we might run them off. Well, no, pray for them. Yeah, I know God saved people. A lot of times they're still bound with certain things. But I'll tell you the truth about the matter. If they'll walk with God, he'll help them get rid of it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including the message you're going to hear today. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package is Lynette's Bargain Bag, 
In this bag, you have a CD from Kenneth E. Hagan, The Glory of God. Also, Ken Hagan's book, Man's Impossibility, God's Possibility. Also in the bag are four mini-books. Commanding Power, Is Your Miracle Passing You By? The Prison Door is Open, What Are You Doing Inside? And Unforgiveness. All of these items come in a cloth bag with a faith shield on it. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. I want to thank all of the Word Partners that were with us, that have been with us, many of you for many, many years. And because of you, we are able to continue this broadcast worldwide. I mean, we were just somewhere recently here Mm -hmm. in the States and we had, I had had six people come up to me and say, we watch the television program and it's so, and one of them were giving me a testimony about how God used the television program to help change their life. And you Word Partners, you have, a, you have a part in this. Yes. And somebody said, well, how do you become a Word Partner? Well, you go to rhema.org and slash WPC or just go to rhema.org and you can find the information there. That's right. And you say, well, what does a Word Partner do? Well, a Word Partner is somebody that once a month, they send us an offering. Yes. And because of that offering, when they all come in here together, we are able to continue. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on the glory of God. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.